Afternoon Drive with John Matham. On Cape. Don't know what happened there. It's died away. It's obviously nervous of me. I've heard the, the insults I've been throwing at the computer over the last while has made it nervous of me. Good. I want computers to be nervous of me. It's nine and a half minutes to six o'clock. Time for our monthly update on the Cape Bird Club's big birding big year challenge. Uh, people are being challenged to see how many species of bird they can record in the sort of broader Cape Town area. So if you think of an arc starting at Azerfontein up the west coast and going along to sort of Solaris past Gordons Bay, out into the sea, down to the peninsula and so on, that's the area. And there is an app called Bird Lasser, and if you're participating in the challenge, you register, and then every time you see a new species of bird in that area, you register it, and it all gets counted and tabulated. And there's a scientific purpose as well, because uh, it's a very good way of finding out what birds are where. The uh, chairman of the Cape Bird Club, uh, Mike Buckham, joins us again. Hello, Mike. Hi, John. Nice to speak to you again. When we spoke last month, you were pathetically still under 200 species spotted. I believe you have now rectified that. I I, I was embarrassed, and so I I took to heart your chastising, and I headed off to uh, Silvermine Nature Reserve, which is one of my favorite places to see endemic birds, and I I picked a Cape Bunting to get to 198, and then I very excitingly um, managed to flush a Sainbos Buttonquill to get to 199, and then one of my favorite birds on the planet was uh, a ground woodpecker to get me to 200. So I put that to rest, and I'm now on 220. So I really have taken your, your comments to note. And is Trevor Hardacre ha, still leading with, <laughs> with how many birds? Uh, Trevor, Trevor is still leading. Um, no one will be surprised to hear that. And he's, he's built a little bit of a lead over Michael Mason. So he's on 268. Uh, Mark Mason um, heard that I was going to be on the radio today, and he sent me a a very apologetic message to say he's very sorry that he hasn't been able to keep a pace with Trevor. So he's on 261. So very disappointed that he's fallen so far behind, John. But it is, I think a lot of people will will find it extraordinary that in two months, an individual has spotted 268 different kinds of bird in what is a relatively narrow geographical area. area. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the total list is, uh, it's hard to know. There's some records which we're not 100% sure of, but the list is on around about 279, I think. So so Trevor's missing about 10 or, or 9 species. And, yeah, I think um, it is phenomenal. And, and it's just, it's very interesting. Uh, yesterday I got a, an email, a WhatsApp from a, a bird at Gareth Hazel, who's actually not doing the challenge. And he said, Mike, is a, a dusky sunbird a, an unusual bird for the strand? And I said, very unusual, quickly send me the details. And I was able to put it out on the, on the group. And the strand, picking a, a dusky sunbird, um, feeding on a, a flowering hibiscus bush. So, you know, these things happen. We get um, birds pitching up in strange places that you don't expect. So, uh, yes, it is interesting. And I'm just giving the dusky sunbird call. So people... <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was hearing it, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, no, there's a dusky sunbird flitting around the, the studio. <laughs> and, a, a listener called, a, a listener WhatsApped me yesterday, and he, and he sent me a photograph of all these birders with their binoculars peering into this hibiscus bush, the dusky sunbird. And he said he's been seeing it for a long time there. You know, that, that bird's kind really? of, yeah. 
So it's, it, it, it speaks to the fact that, um, a lot of people see a bird and they go, okay, that's a bird, but their interest, their knowledge doesn't go further than that. So, but, but these days that very seldom happens. These days something which is, which is just full on rare or rare for a particular area does tend to get picked up because there are quite a lot of people out quite a lot of the time. You know, John, it's interesting. It's, it's, the key is for people that actually know what they're looking at to be able to be in the right place to see that rare bird. I mean, we had, um, just outside the challenge area, very unfortunately, a bird called the red phalarope, which was picked up at a, at a water, water bird count on a, on a farm dam. And it's, it's great that there were birders doing a water bird count. Otherwise, no one would know that there was a red phalarope on the farm dam and, and hundreds of birders got to see it. And, and that's the, the great thing about this challenge as well is that the, the word is getting spread and, and people are becoming so much more aware of the birds that are out there. And it's uh, wonderful to see. And I mean, I wanted to make a comment about how many amazing young birders we're getting as well. I think we've got something like 30 young birders um, under the age of 20. Um, and uh, some of them are in the top 10 and birders who, who are, are being exposed to just this amazing hobby and getting out into nature and, and seeing great things. And, and uh, um, I know it's a bit of a, um, a chase for new birds, but it's also a lot of people are learning things about birds that they never knew before. There's lots of great information being posted. Second broad-billed roller ever in the province, uh, in the sort of George South Coast area. That'll have a lot of people heading in that direction over the weekend, I'm sure, if it sticks around so they can get it onto their provincial list. Um, I, talking about the science of this, because I, I suspect that what's, what people who are participating in the challenge, that the first time they, they see a bird, whatever that bird is, they'll note it on bird lasso, but they won't note it the next time they see it. Yes. So we won't have a kind of um, a, an informal atlas through this where we get a sense of whether populations are diminishing or growing of birds that historically have been part of this area. Yeah, that, that is definitely a risk. And, and I think, I mean, I call it um, atlas or challenge fatigue, where people are, are going half leather at the moment and, and essentially everything they see. But we've got ways that we're going to encounter that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to do some seasonal boosts. We're going to have monthly competitions. And my, my idea is to do these competitions, you know, at the turn of, of seasons. So that we get people going out there and, and ticking all the birds they see, regardless of whether they've already ticked them. And I think a lot of people do tick birds uh, as they go out, and they're ticking every uh, bird species that they come across. Um, I'm a bit guilty. I sometimes get a bit lazy because I prefer to keep my hands on my binoculars rather than on, than on my phone. But, yes, we, we're going to try find ways to make the data a little bit more comprehensive. Uh, the dusky sunbird, unusual, of the 268 that Trevor has seen, has there been anything else in there that has raised eyebrows about its presence in this uh, delineated geographical area? Well, it's quite interesting because um, we had a list of, of birds that uh, that I felt were a bit um, suspect. And, you know, people have uh, finger trouble when they tick birds on their phone. So African broadbills, the top bird of the list in bird lasses. So we've had a few African broadbills ticked, which is a KZN bird. Um, but um, I posted a list of a whole lot of bird species that I thought were a bit dodgy. And uh, one of them was a white-winged tern and um, an indignant Giggy Laidler, who's one of our, our top participants. She, she sent me a photo of the white-winged tern that she spotted as Trenton and You know, there are dodgy records, but um, sometimes uh, you're proven wrong, and, and that was a good example. And we, we actually had a, um, a wonderful story of a blue mantle crested flycatcher in Tigerberg uh, Nature Reserve, 
uh, Trevor picked up that someone had logged it on INAC. He wasn't participating in the challenge, and he was trawling whatever data source he could find, and he went off and looked for it and found it. And now um, lots of challenges are out there in Tigerberg Nature Reserve. I think their revenue has increased uh, dramatically over the last couple of weeks. But most people have now seen the Blue Mantle's crested flycatcher, which yeah, you wouldn't I mean, have expected I, usually. I wouldn't have thought of it uh, sort of this side of Swellendam, you know, but yes, yeah, there it absolutely. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing what, what you find when, when you scratch the surface and dig deep uh, as you can. Mike Buckham, Cape Bird Club chairman. Thank you very, very much indeed. And we will check in with Mike towards the end of March, the beginning of April, to see what's happening and whether Trevor Hardacre has got beyond 268, 268 different birds in two months in this small bit of South Africa.